When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Here's what's cooking on the day's sports stove, a local hour. We're recapping Saturday's trip to the Carolinas and previewing the big trip out to Utah for EKU football. Two great guests, Jalen Burbage, a wide receiver, and a women's basketball player, Bridget Fox, is going to join us as well. That's what's cooking on the day's sports stove, local hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Go to RighteousFelon.com, use the code STOVE15, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined, as I am always, by the a little belated birthday boy, Ryan Jackson. <laughs> Happy birthday. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm officially 22, so feeling good. So old. Man. So grown up. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you about a new jerky flavor I tried this week, Ryan. Uh, it is called the Fowl Capone. Uh, it is a turkey turkey jerky uh, from Righteous Felon Jerky right there. Um, listen, I this is the last flavor that I hadn't tried yet. And it had been sitting there waiting for me to try it. And I kept putting it off because I thought, I don't know that I'm going to like this. Uh, turkey jerky uh, with its basil infused. My first thoughts were, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. I opened it up Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, I guess. I was watching football. And uh, it was gone in no time. Phenomenal flavor. Uh, it is a top five flavor for me from Righteous Felon oh, Jerky right now. Um, so I'd encourage people to give it a try and uh, excited about uh, finding a new flavor I enjoy. So, mm -hmm. And I still have your jerky. I got to get to you um, as well. Still here. I have not eaten it. It's still, still, still sealed and everything. So I will get it to you. I should get to you. I need to get it to you for your, your flight out to Utah. Uh, for sure. So you got something to snack on on your on your flight out there. It's a long trip. But before we can talk about Utah, we have to talk about Gardner Webb and uh, what was this weekend. Um, you know, twenty one seven at one point, right before the half, uh, they score to make it twenty one twenty one ultimately at the half, and uh, then outscore you fourteen to eleven in the second half. Um, you guys made it close, right? Came down to the end. Scored two point conversion, made it within a field goal. The the uh, extra or the extra point, the um, onside kick, unsuccessful. Although at least on the radio, it sounded sounded interesting because Greg did a great job calling it there on the radio as well. We talked about it last week. This was a game that meant a lot to especially the guys who were here last year. Um, at the end of the day, it definitely didn't end the way you wanted it to. So just talk about the uh, the outcome and and the feelings that you went through it. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, came up came up short again to those guys. Uh, wasn't for lack of effort, for sure. Uh, we were definitely definitely still trying our butts off to get the get the win. You know, it, it's just something for us this year and for this team. It, it we can't we can't play to dominate. 
and that's one thing that I hope I hope we can improve not only as like a leader as like a team I hope we learn to play to dominate learn to play when when we're play with the lead hmm. I feel like that's something that caught us off guard <laughs> which yeah. is weird to say, that we haven't really played with much of a lead this whole season so it, it, it's one thing that we always we just have to make it a game for some odd reason. I couldn't tell the fans, I couldn't tell our players, but for some odd reason, our, our games just have to be close. And you, obviously, you win some, you lose some. Uh, that one, that one hurts because it's one of those you felt like got away from you. It's yeah. one of those you felt like, man, if only you could have made one more play. If only we could have made one more play. If only something didn't go this way. Something didn't happen that way bunch of what if what ifs and a bunch of finger pointing but that's that's what you can't do as a team you can't right. start pointing finger everything we have is still right in front of us we people people should not worry about the cardiac kernels trust me it's going to be a heart jerking game everyone every week <laughs> just just expect that now that that's what the people should should be ready for <laughs> yeah so a couple things you know i i just had the radio that's all i could listen i listened to it on the radio so i listened to greg and jim and Wes call the game. So I, I'm I'm going off of things that they said versus things that I saw. Um, Parker McKinney threw three interceptions. From the sounds of it, at least two of them really weren't Parker's fault. He got hit once, um, deflected, or his arm got hit, and that one got picked. And another one, according to the radio announcers, Hensley got absolutely just smashed. Uh, should have been pass interference, mm-hmm. and, and they got the pick uh, on that one. The pick six... You know, they didn't say much about that one. I didn't see it, so I can't tell you what happened with that one. Mm-hmm. I know usually the defense isn't always watching during that time as well. Yeah. So, um, but three interceptions looks bad, especially with the seasons Parker had. It's not been what we expected, not not been what Parker expected, even out of him at this point uh, in the season. But it sounds like at least some of those interceptions aren't aren't all on Parker. Right. The the one person who's the most disappointed in his performance is him. Sure. Parker, he, he's one of those guys, and y'all don't get to know him as well. But he he takes full responsibility, takes full blame, and it, it it it's great to have a guy like that that is willing to take those actions and is willing to take those shots to not protect his team and not saying that he made the right reads on these, but just somebody who's not willing to step into the spotlight, not willing to take or willing to take that fall for for a whole team and for a whole game. Yeah. That that's hard to do. And I don't, I don't care who, who you are. It's hard, it's hard to take responsibility for when you messed up. Yeah. And I think that's one thing he realized he messed up, but I, I couldn't tell you, I wouldn't bet my whole, not scholarship check. Cause I need that, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't bet a significant amount of money on Parker having a good game next game or having a good game the next week or the next week or the next week that he's one of those people when he has a bad game, it's obvious because of how great he is. Mm of how great he is and how the expectation everybody holds him to the standard yeah. he holds himself to so when he falls just short of that it's always going to get exemplified and put out in terms and putting out in the media but thanks to thanks for having a guy like park who don't care about none of that yeah. he, yes 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 the voices the the blah 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 but he he only cares about winning that's all that mattered to him and he still felt like with two minutes in the game we all felt like with two minutes left in the game parker can go down there and win it for us and that, that's the most important thing when it comes to stuff like like that. When it comes to stuff with my teammates, I will always back them, and we will always trust them. There's nothing that – no no comment, no stat, no – we love that guy. We trust that guy, and he, he can win us a game. And he, he, you'll see when he wins us the game next week. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I think – I'm excited to hear him tomorrow. He's going to be on the press conference tomorrow. Um, I'm excited to hear Coach Wells as well tomorrow, just to hear – um, you know, more feedback. You'll be on that press conference tomorrow as well. Uh, there's a lot of guys, actually. You, yeah. Peyton, that's the captains. That's the captains. Yeah. Yeah. The captains will all be on tomorrow's press conference, uh, which EKU football will post after the press conference. You can watch it um, there. Uh, but I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, that's a great group of guys to have after a loss like this. Um, and I think that's a smart move by whoever made that decision to get the captains on and, and have that conversation um, because there is a, uh, I guess the, I think the right word is nervous. There's a nervous fan base right now um, for fear of the thought was, hey, this is the year. This is the year to do it. Made the playoffs last year. This is the year. Well, some things haven't bounced the way that we'd hoped. But that being said, 
um, you know, like you said already, there everything that's in front of you is still is still able to attain that ultimate goal. The goal is to make the playoffs, and because you got to make it before you can do anything. Right. Um, so that's the goal first, and that means the conference. You got to go out and take the conference right. uh, in order to do that. Uh, B. Sloan, uh, huge run for sixty-one yards, first touch of the day, gets the touchdown. Uh, ends with ninety-one yards, two touchdowns. Josh Carter. Uh, 69 yards and a touchdown on 10 carries as well. I'll tell you, it's it the the run game has been so much improved from last year. The consistency of it. We'd always we saw games last year where B. Sloan would have a game. We saw moments where Josh Carter looked like, hey, this kid's going to be really really good. This year, there's been the consistency in the run game, which I don't feel like we've seen in the Walt Wells era um, a consistent run game. Uh, to, the, to the degree that we're seeing this year. And B. Sloan and Josh, I mean, what they're doing every week is pretty awesome. Right. Another thing for those two is the experience coming back. Yeah. That's another thing that if you really look at the running backs we've had in the past, none of them ever really came back. Yeah. So this first second first year for B. Sloan, first year for Josh, they were really just kind of getting their feet wet. They didn't have as many snaps or attempts, but – now those guys have uber confidence. They know how the offense works. They know the schemes that we're trying to run. They know the gaps that they want to hit. And like I tell B. Sloan, I need to start telling Josh, you, you can score every play. Yeah, You have uber talent. They have extremely good speed. They have good vision. And I, I tell them, you can, you can score every time. And yeah. I think that's, that's a mindset that they're starting to get into. And you can, you can tell with how hard they run. They really think, they really believe that they can get not just extra yards, but the end zone. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's something that will continue to make our running game more and more dominant because you can tell the linemen feeding into it. Yeah, they they see him running hard and they see him hitting the right gaps. And like Peyton said in one of our earlier podcasts, nothing nothing's a better feeling than you're stuck on a block and you see the running backs gliding past you. Yeah, and I I think that's what they continue to do. And you keep doing it week in week out. Of course, you're going to build more and more confidence in your running game. Mm-hmm. And we got we got two st- solid backs that, uh, like I said, I, I think they can, from from my perspective, they can take it to the house anytime they want. Yeah. Uh, defensively, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know that there were three, uh, four forced fumbles. Three of them were recovered by you guys. I believe you had a recovery, correct? Uh, yeah, that one was uh, Cam Jr. I think knocked mm-hmm. it loose, and you you got the recovery on that. Uh, you held them to only 190 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, rushing the football, 260 yards and three touchdowns. Jaden Brown, 142 of those yards, including an 88-yard uh, scamper. Um, you know, we talked about last week. Run game was going to be a was going to be a factor. They had athletes. Um, you know, they were quick and everything like that as well. Again, I'm just going off of the radio, so there wasn't a whole lot of talk about that. Um, but it looks like you guys continue to be effective. I mean, four forced fumbles. Um, you know, that's, that's something to write home about. That's a, that's a pretty big deal in one game. Right. Yeah. It, it was one of those things. Coach Johnson, uh, he did a good job of emphasizing we need to produce more. The last couple of weeks, we not sat back, but we weren't as explosive as we were in the SEMO and North Alabama games to where we weren't producing anymore. And I, I think that's, that's one thing when you challenge our defense, I think we step up to every challenge, Yeah, whether it's, fully operated the right way or not we're stepping up to the challenge and we're not afraid of anybody and i think we we did a good job this week of attacking the ball not if you if you come and watch our practices this was one of the better weeks we did of attacking the ball and that obvious case in point we, we forced a lot of fumbles we recovered a lot of fumbles we yeah our, our defense is starting to try and get active to where we're running around we're flying around we're having fun and that that's what it's supposed to be yeah. So not not saying you should expect four turnovers a game. That's hard to do. That's that's really hard to do. But yeah. you play with enough af- effort, you play with enough tenacity, good things should go your way. And heck of a play from Cam Jr., heck of a play from Jordan Thomas. And I think Logan Blake was the other force fumble. Okay. They all did a phenomenal job. Of, yeah. of Cam sacking the ball, Logan attacking the ball, and Jordan punching at the ball. I yeah. If you watch our practices, that that was an emphasis and a focus this week, and it, it showed up. I, I can't remember who got the interception. Do you remember? Tony Davis. Tony Davis. All right. Very First good. One of his career, so everybody clap right. it up. Shout out Tony Davis. Congrats, man. Uh, that's pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've seen that. I've been on conversations on Twitter over the last two days. 
And the common theme that's come through with some of the parents have been commenting on there as well is just the the need for four quarters. Um, we've seen we've seen some really good quarters of football from offense and defense and special teams to get it pieced together four quarters for one entire game. It I I agree with Mr. Fields who said no one can beat this team if they put four quarters together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you look at you look at this this talent and this roster that you guys have, the staff that you guys have, I mean your confidence level of I mean, are you guys this close? To getting to that point, it feels like there's there's always just one puzzle piece missing mm. from from not absolute domination, but at least the, the swagger and the confidence and the the I, I don't I, I don't get it because mm. it's one of those things where some players you feel it you feel like man I'm I'm invincible out there I can't be touched can't be walked on can't be blocked and I I don't know if that's a, a feeling for everybody but I wish I wish I could resonate that feeling with the team and I need to do a better job as a leader and a, a captain is trying to get that that point across to the team that we can dominate we can blow people out we don't have to make it a close game and I, I that's one thing that's a mindset you have to have as a team mm. not just an individual not just a, a staff it's it's a it's a mindset you have to have as an organization and I I think we're getting there I I, yeah. I do think we're on the right path to getting there, especially you saw how we came out in the first half dominating. Yeah. I, I wish we could play with a lead the whole game. Right. And I wish we could play 60 minutes of a whole game. I, it, it's one of those ebb and flow things. We need to learn how to stay with our standard and keep rising with our standard. Yeah. Uh, now I'm wearing my all around roofing sweatshirt tonight. Uh, I can't, my microphone's in the way. Um, I, again, I didn't see the game and I can look at the stats I know that uh, Logan had another what twenty one tackle day. I, I think they're boosting it. Uh, there's no twenty one. <laughs> there's no way. I, I think he finished with. Well, if he got twenty one, he at least finished with ten, fifteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you got to tell me, you were there, you watched the game. Give me an all around roofing player of the game this week. All around roofing player of the game. Hmm. Who? That's hard. Because a lot, of, a lot of people had good performances. Uh, I, I might even just give it to our guest on this show if he shows up, uh, Jalen Burbage. He yeah. he had a heck of a game, and not not a not a breakout game for him because he had had other games before. But it it was just one of those games he seemed open. Yeah, all time he just, he just seemed open, and then he went up and got the ball. Yeah, and it was one of those moments where wow, not not one of the receivers is stepping up, but man, he's finally having his time. Yeah, he's finally he's finally getting his time to shine. So if I had to, if I had to put my finger on somebody, I would say Jalen Burbage. Yeah, and we'll talk to him here in just a couple of minutes. Um, and that's what we're seeing. Jaden in the early games, first couple of games, it was like everything was going to Jaden, which is understandable. Um, we've seen Jalen develop now in the last two games, especially become more of a target uh, for Parker. He had gotten re- receptions in all the previous games. But uh, he, we start to see him being one of the primary targets now for Parker, which means he's earned that trust with Parker, and they're on the same page and what's going on together as well. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and hear from All Around Roofing. And when we come back, hopefully, we'll be talking with Jalen Burbage. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs at All Around Roofing. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Righteous Felon. I need to remind you uh, that now's the time to go to RighteousFelon.com. When you get in there, you use the code STOVE15, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. Uh, When you do that, try out all the flavors. I mean, there's plenty of them there for you to try. Uh, Bootleg and barbecue is my favorite flavor. Nothing has been able to surpass that one yet for me. Uh, That's there. Then I go Soul Survivor. Uh, then I go the bourbon Franklin, which is a sweeter jerky, really okay. solid. Number four is the teriyaki Balboa. 
And number five, new this week, is the foul Capone. Uh, It's in there for me. So it's great stuff. Great stuff there as well. It is time now to bring on our first guest of the evening. He was just named our all-around roofing player of the game by Ryan Jackson. He is the Lexington native wide receiver. Jalen Burbage joins the show. Hey, Jalen, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you all? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you taking some time for us here today. And uh, let's start off with this. And maybe you've already answered this question multiple times. But um, you come into EKU. You're a Lexington native. I grew up here, played at Bryan Station and uh, and all that good stuff. And now you're going to end your college career back in central Kentucky. What brought you back home? Uh, Well, you know, I was back up at Lehigh. It was nine hours away from home. So, you know, I wasn't really close to family, friends, anybody. So, you know, I had to get back to my old roots and just bring it back close to home, play uh, <clears throat> under Coach Wells and this great, uh, this great tradition. So, you know, I just wanted to come back home. Now, uh, we were just talking a couple minutes ago about your season so far and really the last two weeks developing into one of the primary targets now. Um, You had four catches against Tarleton State for 54 yards, six catches this week for 90 yards and a touchdown, first touchdown of the season uh, on here as well. Um, Is that a result of you and Parker just getting to know each other better over the last several games? Uh, Or is there something else that begins to show up that has kind of um, had your production go up a little bit? Uh, Yeah, I'd say uh, it's honestly, uh, it's a full team effect. You know what I mean? So everybody's doing their part and it just makes my job easier out there. I mean, Parker, Parker's a wonderful quarterback, great quarterback. And, you know, it was a little tough coming from another uh, school, trying to learn the offense, trying to learn, get in the groove of things. But Parker, he, he spent the extra time with me getting in film, watching some film, uh, getting extra routes after practice, doing whatever. So, yeah, it made me become more comfortable in uh, in this offense. Let me ask you this question. So I grew up a Green Bay Packer fan, and uh, pretty much in my lifetime uh, has been Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, great quarterbacks and everything like that. But there's always the argument that the wide receiver makes the quarterback or the quarterback makes the wide receiver. So let's settle it here, Jalen Burbage. Uh, does the wide receiver make the quarterback, or does the quarterback make the wide receiver? Oh, hey, you know our coach always tells us it's it's our job to make the quarterbacks look good out there. So you know we have we have to make plays <laughs> for them. But you know it, it it's just everybody doing their part. It, it takes all eleven men on that field. So that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Now, your dad played uh, in Lexington, played at Kentucky, uh, had time with the Dallas Cowboys as well. Uh, we've talked to some guys whose brothers are in the, the league or parents have played in the league and things like that. What is your dad, with his experience, able to teach you growing up through through all your football career and experience that, that you think maybe has helped more than maybe someone who doesn't have that experience in their family? Um, well, actually, my, my dad's been a huge role model for me. Uh, he's basically – been with me every step of the way, been a coach since little peewee football. So, you know, I've learned a lot from him. <clears throat> I never realized it when I was younger because it's like, ah, you're just talking, daddy, like whatever, just just be quiet. But, you know, he, he actually taught me a lot and it's starting to carry over now to uh, now being at the college level. I'm, I'm finally starting to understand what he was saying and it's, it's played a huge part. I coach my kids in basketball. I'm going to make them listen to this this uh, this this episode for sure. Um, tell them to listen. Rhino, what you got for Jalen? Uh, Jalen, I gotta ask because I've never been like a real receiver like before. <laughs> so like, how how does it feel when you know you're open? Like, is that a like is it like a scheme thing, a matchup thing, or is it, you just know you're open? So you know from the defense side of the ball, just just being in that film room, you know what they're gonna do, their tendencies, and what's gonna happen. So sometimes it's a scheme thing, and then other times it's like, yo, this guy can't guard me. Uh, just, just give me a shot. I'll go over there and tell Parker, like, yo, just, just give me a shot, Park. I, and Parker be like, yeah, I, I see you been killing him all day. So it, it really depends on the situation, but most of the time it's really within the scheme. The, the coaches do a wonderful job scheming things up for us during the week. And once you see that out on the field, watch the film, you you see it, it's like, wow, it's right there. You know what I mean? Your last two years at Lehigh, um, you kind of made your, your name as a kick returner. Um, has there ever been that moment 
this season where you're like, hey, coach, because I know B. Sloan, they've, they've, they've at least last game, he wasn't returning kicks. Um, have you been, and I know they got other, there's other guys out there that want to do it too. Have you ever been like, hey, here's my resume. Just want to make sure you know I, I can do this if you'd like me to. Yeah, I actually brought it up a few times early in the year, and I was like, yeah, I, there's no way I'm taking B. Sloan's spot. B. Sloan's a wonderful returner. He, people don't want to kick to him. And yeah. we've seen that. We've seen that the last few games. So uh, I wasn't expecting to come in and take that because I, I actually went. I actually came to the Gardner Webb game last year during the playoffs, and he took back. He took back like probably like two past the fifty, maybe three. I was like, "This man's a dog." So like I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, "Yeah, that that's all his." Yeah, yeah. What is it about returning kicks? Like, what's different about it uh, compared to the rest of the game? Um. Well, like our coaches always say, special teams is just such a huge part of the game, you know. Like, it can really make or break and really change, flip the field for us. So my logic was if I always – being on a kick return, punt return, whatever, if I can just make a play, get it past 50, give, give our offense some good field position, that was always my goal. So, you know, special teams is like an important part of the game, both, both aspects, all, all aspects. Now, the wide receiver group is very deep this year uh, at EKU, and we've seen, I think, up towards to 11 different guys on the field. I'm, I'm trying to remember if that's correct or not. I remember one game, I feel like it was 11. I could be wrong. There's a lot of guys out there. Yeah. Tell us about one guy in the room that maybe we don't know about uh, or don't know very much about. Because we know Jade. I mean, Jado's the man. We know that. We know what he can do. We've seen what he can do. He's amazing. Um, we, we know some of the guys, you know, we've seen them around for over the last couple of years or whatever, but tell us about one guy in the room that you'd say, maybe the fans don't necessarily know as much about this guy, but, but he's got it. Um, I'd like to say Jacob Dixon, you know, he, he's a young guy long as we see, he's probably like six, three, six, four. He, he, he's a little, you know, freshman, freshman Tennessee. So he, he makes a little mistakes here and there. And he's not really as strong as he as he needs to be right now, which I mean that's expected. Nobody comes in and they're just like a DK, you know what I mean? So I mean, well, once he gets learning the system and once he gets some years under his belt, he's going to be a problem because he's a, he's already doing things in practice that are unbelievable. So, so maybe a Hergot the Dixon down the road. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> I like it, Rhino. What else you got for for Jalen? So, Jalen, before this, I did a little bit of research on you, and I watched your little highlights. And uh, I see you play quarterback mostly. Yeah. Like, where you were from. And, I, I, like, the people say, I'm not saying this. Parker, Parker ain't been playing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we ever Have we ever talked to Richmond about uh, at least a play <laughs> where you get just chuck it up one time? Because I know you want to. <laughs> hey, man. There's been so many times where I talk to the coach and I'm like, yo, just let me get one. Let, let me get like one little end around and just toss it up to somebody. I, I promise you it's going to be a teddy. And then like, ah, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> well, 4,600 yards passing in high school, 2,500 yards rushing. Uh, there's where over that. You also, according to the UKU website, played basketball and ran track. Um, uh, so, I mean, was football always your best sport? Uh, uh, honestly, it was a little toss up. I would say that I, I was pretty good at baseball, but okay. you know, it, I, I like something where it's like, you know, you always doing something baseball. I couldn't really just stand in the outfield. I couldn't really do all that all the time. So I, I was pretty good at baseball, but football is just something that I fell in love with for, at a young age, I guess, cause I was always around it. So I just kind of got the hang of it and. I just feel comfortable playing football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were you around when your dad was with the Cowboys? No, sir. I wasn't. Yeah. I know sometimes that's an early, early career thing and harder for the kids to be around. <laughs> not, not always there in the picture just yet uh, for that as well. Have you met any of your dad's past teammates or anything like that? Yeah, I actually have. Uh, uh, actually, fun fact, I've talked to Michael Irvin on the phone. My, nice. Michael Irvin was my dad's roommate at one time. So okay. I got to talk to Michael Irvin on the phone once before. And I, I met a few of his teammates, of course. Uh, Dermani Dawson, Hall of yeah. Famer, met Dermani. Met a few of the guys. Nice. Ryan, who has your dad introduced you to, man? Uh, 
Snow <laughs> back home, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. <That's too>. Awesome. <laughs> Not Michael Irving. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. All right, so we got we're we're, we're down to it, right? We're at the point in the season now where we're now it's everything from here on out. It's like, hey, we got to win, right? It's got to be got to be there. So expectations moving forward, obviously winning. I get all that. I understand all that. What's something individually that you want to accomplish uh, though the rest of the way out this season? Um, or an area of growth that you want to see in yourself? Honestly, I can't, I can't really say an individual goal of mine. Uh, my thing is I, I want to win a championship. I came to EKU to win a championship. So that, that's one thing that's on my mind. And the way by doing that is just taking one game at a time. I, I'm not thinking about the games in the future. I'm just thinking about Utah Tech this weekend, and then we can focus on the other teams. But I don't really have a personal goal. My, my, my goal, personally, is winning that championship. Yeah. And, you know, you spent four years at Lehigh. Uh, you came here, like you said. This is the – you're ending your college career. So now now is the time, right? You ever been to Utah? Never been to Utah. It's going to be my first time. Yeah, it should be fun. I haven't been out there either. I asked Coach Wells if I could jump on the plane. He said no. So um, I won't be there this week. But uh, I'm kidding. I didn't ask. But uh, I'm sure he still would have said no. So uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, Jalen, we'd love to see uh, what you're blossoming into here at EKU. We'd love to see your involvement. Um, you had a big play against Cincinnati to start start the year. Um, and then, you know, a catch, three catches here and there. And But the last two games, were, like I said, we've really seen your – uh, targets begin to grow, your impact begin to grow as well, uh, which is always exciting to see. And again, you know, it's not nothing against anybody else, but local kids are always fun to uh, extra fun to support um, because you know they've been in the area as well. And so we're excited for you. Excited that hopefully some of your past teammates and friends and things like that have been able to come and watch you, hang out some and things like that. Uh, also, uh, Ryan, anything else? I got one more question. Okay, with you being a new guy, Burb. How is it running down the hill? Honestly, I love it. I, I love running down the hill. I, I can't lie. It, it's just something about running down into that smoke and then just seeing the fans, see, looking at our sideline and just seeing the fans. It, it, it can't beat it. You can't beat it at all. Like I, I honestly love it. I feel, I feel like you know, you know how with Clemson they run down that hill. I, yeah, I, I love running down that hill. Poor Ryan doesn't get to run down the hill this year. I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> it's different. First year it's, was fine. Yeah. Me I, think and Bell's for, I think it's different for a guy your size, Ryan, versus a guy Jalen's size. Yeah, um, very yeah. easy for him to get down that hill. <laughs> Coach Wells lost his visor last time, last home game. Running down, he was running so fast, blew right off of him. Uh, but anyways, Jalen, man, I we appreciate you coming on the show today. Like I said, we're excited to continue to cheer you on, and congratulations on your career to this point. And uh, good luck, man. Hope you hope you get that championship. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome, Jalen Burbage, wide receiver, EKU football. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking EKU women's basketball with the one and only. Bridget Fox after this word from IPM Pest and Termite. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer and IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. We are joined now for the first time this season uh, by someone from EKU Women's Basketball. And why wouldn't we ask Bridget Fox to come on the show? Uh, Bridget, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing good. You're one of the few familiar faces on the team this year how's it feeling with uh, all the all the newbies uh it was definitely an adjustment at first but you know it took a while for us to kind of mesh as a team because everyone was coming from different places lots of transfers but I mean so far it's going pretty well we're picked third in the conference so and I love all the new girls we all have a great bond so it's been fun getting to know different people yeah and I'll tell you this is one of the first years and uh, Coach Todd's uh, tenure here 
that you've got actually some more size other than yourself uh, yeah. <laughs> down there in the post. Of course, Emma was always lanky. Um, yeah. uh, she preferred to play more outside. She did what she what was asked of her, but uh, mm -hmm. you get some you get some help in the post this year. How does that feel? Yeah, it. I mean, it feels awesome. It's nice that we have an actual post group. It's not just kind of like you said, like tweeners like Emma and stuff. So it's been really fun to be able to play with other bigs and for us to help each other, you know, develop our game by playing against, you know, other big players. So, yeah, yeah it's been fun. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking in practice. It's got to be so different for you because it's like, I, you know, I get to every now and then I get to go watch some of the guys practices and you see mm -hmm. the big beating each other up and, and, mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and it must be, I think it's probably going to help you a ton this year to have that competition in practice. Oh yeah, it definitely will. Especially when we go against bigger girls, like in Tennessee and stuff, our GA, she's actually six, nine. Yeah. So he comes in sometimes and, you know, really gives us a lot of height to go against. Yeah. Now you girls get to go to Alaska this year. You went to Ireland yeah. last year. Um, so how have you been to Alaska before and how excited are you to go this year? I've never been to Alaska. I am very excited. Actually, one of those, you know, things you color in the states that you've been to. Yeah. Uh, my boyfriend's cousin, actually, she's stationed um, in the Air Force in Alaska. So yeah. she kind of knows all the places and stuff like that. But I'm very excited because I always see pictures that she posts and it looks so beautiful and everything. And I don't know, it would just be a different adventure that, you know, we're so lucky to get to do. Yeah. How cool is it that basketball gets to take you to those kind of places? I mean, Ireland last year, that to me, that was really cool. I, I, always, I haven't been. I always want to go to Ireland. Yeah, Ireland was awesome. I actually have family over there, so I got to see sure. some people come to my games. Yeah, some family that I haven't seen in a while. We didn't really get to explore it as much as I would like. We we're kind of stuck in Dublin. Not that that's a bad place to be stuck in, but uh, it was really great to see all the culture and everything. And it's I was actually, it was my birthday when we were flying there, which was kind of cool. And yeah, it's just a big blessing of it. Even Ryan knows like division one athletics is, you know, gives you so many different opportunities and you get to travel different places. You've never been like, I know they're going to Utah and stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely a blessing. Coach Todd loves to travel, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what you got for Bridget? Well, first of all, jealous Alaska. That's cool. <laughs> uh, second off, speaking of y'all's coach, I've, I've never really had, conversations or got to got to know him all yeah. does he get mad at anything he seems real calm cool collected all the time he is he's very laid back especially when i first got to know him and his southern accent he's so he's so laid back to to the extreme like i've never had a coach like that before a lot of times he's talking in a huddle or he's talking about a drill and we all have to get closer to kind of hear him and then when he does like yell it's kind of just like in a normal voice like how we're talking right now so no he's the most laid-back coach i've ever had in my life <laughs> but he is he can be intense at the same time right he can especially yeah. like in game scenarios but right. on the everyday basis not really <laughs> not really now of course your staff though let's talk about that real quick coretta who is awesome, Coach Brown. Um, we've had her on the show before. She's a phenomenal lady, has an incredible history, uh, and her her career has been phenomenal, all that kind of stuff. Um, she does not lack for intensity, right? Oh, definitely not. Especially <laughs> the past couple practices, she's been – she definitely picks up where Coach Todd might lack in intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other coaches um, – uh, uh, relatively new to the program as well. So they had a little bit of turnover, not just with the roster, but also with the staff this year. Um, of course, Veronica Ryan is there. Chad Gibney is there as well. You talked about Felicia earlier uh, that comes in as the grad assistant. And then Bree, uh, as a wager, I'm not sure how you say her last name, uh, but Bree also, who's an assistant coach, been promoted uh, as well. Um, mm -hmm. How is that staff? You've been around now since the beginning of Coach Todd's time. How is yeah. the staff meshed together? Yeah, um well coach ryan it's her second year her and i are really close she's my girl uh coach chad he fits in he's fits in very well he's kind of quiet like coach todd they're both always but they're both always on the phone all the time which is funny but he's fit in well obviously brie it's her second year too so they're all fairly used to each other and our staff is not hard to get along with they all care about you and they care about each other so 
it's gone pretty well from what I can tell. Yeah. One of the things about Coach Todd and the staff that has been consistent since day one that he's been here, every girl I've ever talked to has said he lets me play my style. He doesn't he doesn't take me out of my comfort zone to the degree of meaning that he doesn't try to make me play something that doesn't fit me. Um, and would you agree with that first of all? And then how are you seeing that with this year's with this year's squad? Yeah, I I definitely agree with it. Even all the coaches, they always say like they don't want to put handcuffs on us. Like they don't want us to be robots and just run the play. They want us to be basketball players and be able to do different things and play how we want to play and make reads. This year, obviously a whole bunch of new girls, so we really didn't know their game per se. Like we played against a couple of them, but yeah, he's pretty lenient about it. There's a couple things he couple different things he doesn't like us to do. Like he doesn't like us to, he hates when people step out of bounds that really throws him over the edge or like finger rolling a layup. But other than that, he really gives you the freedom to do what you are comfortable with and what the coaches are comfortable with you doing. I want to talk about this roster a little bit. Cause like I said, this is the first time I talked with coach Todd over the summer, but haven't had uh, you guys on since we've gotten into practices and everything like that. So you've got yourself, Aliche, uh, Bree, who was injured last year, and Antoinette, who is the last year player of the year, at least she's the preseason player of the year this year, um, and a unique playing style compared to what modern-day basketball is with her mid-range, love of mid-range, as it seems like, um, as well. So we know you all as a whole. Um, what do we need to know about the roster? Like, wh what what are we watching for here? I mean, first game's coming up. you got a uh, scrimmage on the 2nd, November 2nd, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, our game. We do have a uh, obviously close scrimmage this Saturday. We're going down to ETSU. Okay, so you get to play together against someone else and everything, yeah. which is great for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Now I've asked other people, uh, not on the show, just in out and about, trying to figure out because I've got I've already got the calendar pulled out. I know what games we're going to make it to. I coach high school basketball, so I won't be able to make all of them. But I know several of the early games I'm going to be able to be at, and and my boys will be with me, and we'll be watching. Um, but everybody says, hey, this team, they're not necessarily a three-point shooting team, but they're a scoring team. Yeah, so obviously we don't have as many shooters as we had in the past, but a lot of girls, like, we are capable of knocking down the three, but speed, we're way more athletic, way more talented in that aspect. We're taking people off the dribble and stuff like that, and we're definitely going to be able to score the basketball. It's more of a, I don't know, like cohesiveness this year. Like it doesn't matter really in practice, like who's scoring as long as we are scoring. And I feel like everyone as a team now, especially this year is happy for whoever scores and not many people aren't looking to score, but just working together as a team. Well, you've got a ton of veterans, um, <laughs> two freshmen, uh, Sanaya Shelton. Uh, she's from Bowling Green. And then uh, Kehlani, uh, Lindsay uh, from Florida. Everybody else is experienced. Bree, again, she'll be a sophomore, but she she played a lot her freshman year as well. Um, and so does that – I don't know. You've been on several teams in your career. Does that veteranness uh, make for a different makeup of a team? I think we're definitely smarter, better basketball IQ just because we all have been around the game for so long. Our bodies definitely hurt. We got like five fifth years, a couple seniors, so everyone's living in the training room. But everyone knows what has to be done and what we have to do to get to our goal, which is would be to win the championship. So I feel like we have a lot of leaders on the team, and everyone, everyone just gets along so well. So that's pretty much. Yeah, Rhino. Anything else for Bridget? Uh, you talked about scoring like a second ago, and. I know you're about to go for like double double twenty. <laughs> what's what's like your go to move or what what move scoring move? Uh, so definitely on the on the block because I am a post player, but I really like the double drop, and then counter to that, I love a good up and under. Mm. <laughs> I'm not I'm not as athletic and I'm not as big as some of the girls, so it's good to you know get them off their feet and then. Makes it easier for me to score too. Do you have a player that you model your game after? Um, well, my dad obviously played oh. college basketball, but professional wise, 
I really love uh, Kevin Love's game because he is smaller in the post, so he's more of a finesse player, but he can also pop out and knock down a three. I like it. Uh, is this the best team? This is not a knock on anyone that came before. Is this the best <laughs> team that has been at EKU in your time at EKU from top to bottom? Definitely, 100%. Uh, like I said, we are very experienced, and all the girls get along great, which I've never been on a team where no one, where people don't get along, but just from all the experience, I think we will be really talented, and we've really been able to lock down on what Coach Todd wants and been able to just have some really good practices and hopefully put everything together and see how, see how we do against other people this coming Saturday. Uh, is, is Antoinette different? Like there are times <laughs> we talked about this with football last year with Matt, Matt Jackson, when he saw Matt on the field, the speed was different. There was something different about him on the field. Um, Antoinette, she's so, I mean, from what we see, so unique. Do you see that in practice? Does she stand out? I guess as I, I don't know, trying to, I, maybe there's a better way to ask that question, but is, is she different? Oh yeah. Mari. Mari is um, yeah, an amazing player and she has that special mid-range game that not many people have. Not many coaches even really like mid-range games per se, right. but and she has improved tremendously, especially now she she has a three-point shot. So it's just going to make her even more of a threat come season because she'll just be an all-around threat and people won't know what to do with her. Yeah. I'm I'm still relatively new in my coaching career, and to every I mean I listen, I read, I do all these things with coaches, I talk with coaches all the time, and so many of them are like no mid rangers, not allowed to shoot them, no one's allowed to shoot them, horrible shot, don't ever do it. Coach Todd said she makes them. Why wouldn't I let her shoot them? <laughs> yeah, us too. Like if you're gonna shoot it, you better make it. Mari is yeah. the he's pretty much okay with her doing it all the time just because she's shown it on a consistent level yeah. but are gonna shoot the mid-range you gotta make it for sure with coach todd you guys have traditionally been a very loud bench uh very supportive bench uh as well which i know part of that is and we've been trying to tell people come to the games yeah. uh part of that is to create some noise in the arena and i try to tell everyone i meet that we talk about eku sports i'm like listen Yes, the guys team, very good. They're going to have a great season. They're very entertaining. I 100% support Coach Hamilton and the guys team. But I try to tell everyone, listen, the girls team is so entertaining, so <laughs> fun to watch. Um, I tell my guys that I coach, you need to go watch the girls game. I think they can learn more from you all than what they can learn from the dudes. Um, but uh, uh, my kids, like I said, we come. When, we're, when I'm able to bring my kids, we try to sit down on the floor uh, and watch. Um, and, uh, and that's the one reason I'm happy that people don't fill up the seats down there is we get to go down there and sit. But that being said, I love, I love, I haven't seen your team this year, but the last two years has been so much fun to watch and I anticipate it being fun again. I lead all that to say this, um, you guys have fun. You, you, you enjoy each other, you support each other, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what kind of stuff are we going to see this year? We know with Aliche, you've got the uh, yeah. the Aliche. Um, what kind of stuff are we going to see this year from from you guys? The on the, that fun aspect of things. Mm, we definitely have a lot a lot of personalities yeah. for a lot of big personalities more than any year we've had before. So I am excited for that. I think even just traveling and hanging out with the girls, we yeah. just have fun in everything we do, even in practice. So I think that definitely will correlate to games and people will see that energy from us. And hopefully everyone will come out and support because I feel like, like you said, guys, guys, it's very showy basketball. Whereas compared to women's basketball, it's more fundamental, yeah. uh, more having to have a better IQ than guys is more about athleticism. So I agree with you on that aspect. Uh, I got one more thing, but Ryan, anything else for Bridget? No, more of a statement that we're going to try and get more support to the girls' basketball game. Not Thanks. only football, but whole <laughs> school wise, we're going to try and get more support to the girls' oh. basketball. Oh. <laughs> we're 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 excited. Like I said, I looked at the schedule. And I was like, oh, great. I don't have practice that night. Hey, I don't have a game that night. Hey, I can go to several of these early games. So I'm really excited about that. I, like I said, Coach Todd's always been a real friend of the show and uh, and, and uh, a phenomenal friend. I, I say friend, acquaintance to me. 
been able to ask him some coaching questions and things like that and always appreciate his uh, willingness just to be an encouragement um, as well. And I said I had one more question for you, and for the life of me, I can't think of what it was. Um, oh, this is what it was. Uh, tell me about one newcomer, one new person on the team uh, that we're going to be – that when we see her, we're going to be like, all right, this is this is awesome. And you have to pick one. You can't you can't skimp out on it. You can't you can't say everybody. You got to pick one. Okay. All of them are great. We love all of them. They're all going to be great to watch. But tell us one player that you know the fan base is going to really cling on to. Um, hmm, that is hard. But I think out of the newcomers, the one I've bought most to and has one of the biggest personalities I've ever met is Sierra, hmm. and she does bring a lot. She is very athletic. She is block party for sure she is a rim protector and she always brings that energy all the time she's so funny she makes every experience even conditioning she makes it fun makes us laugh and everything like that so i feel like the fans will really really get a kick out of her i remember when sierra was about to sign the coaching staff was pretty excited about that one yeah. uh, as well she's from alabama played at tsu mm -hmm. tennessee state uh mm -hmm. before coming up here as well uh, Bridget, I really appreciate your time uh, tonight. This was a lot of fun. We're looking forward to the season. You guys are getting ready to tip things off. Uh, yeah. It's here now. Are you excited to be playing other people? I am excited. Yeah. And like, I, I am a fifth year, so yeah. bittersweet for sure. Starting season, preseason. I mean, it is nice to have preseason yeah. done for sure. No more conditioning and stuff like that. But it is very exciting. And I can't wait just to give it all i got my last year awesome uh, i i keep saying last last question what's ahead <laughs> for you what what comes after after what comes next year so i'm applying to pa schools right now i have a couple interviews lined up i recently i just got an invite actually an hour before this um podcast but i have to change the date because i'll actually be in alaska okay so i gotta figure that out but hopefully i will get into a pa school and do school for two more years and become a physician assistant. Awesome. Awesome. I couldn't wait to get out of school. So congrats on, <laughs> on going a little bit longer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But Bridget, thank you so much, man. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you out on the court here in uh, just about uh, a little over a week. Uh, yeah. Very, very soon. We'll see you out there. So uh, we're looking awesome. forward to it. Uh, you've got the backing of the sports stove podcast and uh, looking forward to what the season holds. Awesome. Thank you guys. Yes, ma'am. Bridget Fox from EKU Women's Basketball. All right, we're going to conclude the episode looking ahead to what is going on on this road trip to Utah Tech, and that is our Pest of the Week. All right, the flight to Utah Tech takes off on Friday. Utah Tech 2-5 and five on the season, a slow start to the year, but as of late, they've been coming on, it seems like, a little bit. They beat SF Austin 37-31 two weeks ago. They lost the North Alabama by one point last week, 30-31. to uh, QB, Kobe Tracy, 397 attempts. Uh, excuse me, last week he had 397 yards and three touchdowns on the season, just over 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Running back Ronnie Walker, he's the main back, 97 carries. 423 yards, three touchdowns. Two receivers having big years. They've combined for 84 catches, 975 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And the defense, seven sacks, five picks, eight forced fumbles. Here's my thoughts on Utah Tech, Ryan. You could tell me what you've seen. Dynamic is not the word I'd, I'd, I'd put on them. But like I said, the last two weeks, we start to see that, that come on a little bit more. Kobe Tracy, the quarterback, his numbers are pretty similar to, to where Parker is. The run game, not so much. Uh, I mean, both of, of of EKU's top two running backs have better numbers than the number one receive, running back for Utah Tech. Uh, but those receivers, Ricky Johnson and Bo Sparks, look pretty solid at the same time. So when you're seeing what's ahead for Utah Tech, what are you looking forward uh, as far as the offense for Utah Tech? Yeah, I actually ended up talking to uh, the Ricky kid at uh, Media Day for a little bit, and uh, the the team overall is a good, solid, well-coached team, but they're just young, super young. Uh, if you look around the roster, freshmen everywhere. And it, it's one of those not inexperienced teams, but just hadn't got their feet wet. 
and you can tell that they're starting to they're starting to get into their little groove. They're starting to find out what their offense wants to do. So I, we gotta shut that down before they get started. Right. But I, it, it's a lot of error rating. They like throwing the ball. They like running the ball. To keep you honest, uh, I, I think it's gonna be another another solid solid game for us. I, I think this is one where if we hone in on some details and lock in, nah, I don't want to jinx nothing, but it. It should be another good 60-minute game. I feel like this is one where our defensive line or our front seven can really can really change, make the difference in this game. I think our line of scrimmage will make the biggest difference in this game on both sides of the ball. Yeah. But uh, it, it's one of those games that's still another challenge, still another conference game, and the next game is the most important thing about it. It's the next game. Now, we got we all have to defend the travel. We're going to have to defend them, and it, it's a whole whole lot of stuff. When you play a team that you've never played before, never seen before until you start watching video, I'm assuming. I mean, I didn't know Utah Tech existed, and that's not a knock on Utah Tech. Pretty much if you're out west and you're not one of the big schools, I'm probably not going to hear of you. So it's not a knock on them. Um, But it's one of these games where everything's new. The stadium's new. The city's new. uh, The state's new for probably most of the guys on the team. If I had to guess, a handful of them have been to Utah before, but that's probably it. Um, so everything's new. Flying is new for the first time this season. You guys are flying. Uh, so it's not new for everybody. I mean, I'm not saying you've never flown before, but it's new for this season. It's a change of pace for you guys, uh, going into this year, uh, this week, the focus, it has to be on point, right? From, from practice to the plane ride to, to the game, right? Right. Yeah. This is, this is where you really find out how, how mature your team is and how, how well your team can handle situations like this. Because you're going up against a team that's obviously doesn't have the best record in the world, but that that doesn't matter in football. Anybody can beat anybody at any given point in time. You also have a lot of guys that have a bunch of unknowns. Uh, not saying we haven't seen them play a lot, but you just haven't seen them play that, that much. And you still have to study them just as hard as you would for any other opponent. And not only do you have to combat all that, you also have to deal with the travel. You have to deal with the making sure you have all your stuff from the house to the car to the the trip. Then you have to get through customs and you have to go through. It's just a whole lot of, a whole lot of distractions where I don't think our team will have issues dealing with those type of issues, those type of challenges, but they're just unnecessary distractions when you wish you could just teleport to Utah and play the game. Right. <laughs> you just, you just can't do that. So it's one of those weeks where preparation has to be key. Preparation has to be a focus because last thing you want to do is look like a clown show out there. Right. And that, that would be a terrible showing, not only from us, but for everybody involved with EKU on their name. Right. And I, I think that's not something we're obviously fearful of. It's something we, and that's not something we work not to do. We, we work to our standard and we work to be the best we can week in, week out, no matter who shows up and with all the distractions. That's, that's minor details in the major goal of winning. You guys fly out on uh, Friday. Uh, will you fly back Sunday or Saturday? I hope we fly back Saturday after the game, but I, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I would. I would guess. It's, I would guess it's going to be Sunday, just based off of the time frame of everything. It's your game six o'clock, I think, kickoff. But I think that's Utah time, if I remember. Well, it's uh, it's five thirty here. Oh, five thirty here. Okay, so it's yeah. We, okay. They're two hours ahead of us. And I think their game's at eight. Or I think the game's at eight. So it might be at six here. I don't remember. No, they're the other way. They're behind you. Oh, they're behind us by two hours? Yeah, so it's eight o'clock here, six o'clock there. there. I think it's what it is. By the time you're done, it'll be really late here. So So you're probably going to have to hang out until Sunday. Um, But either way, you guys get back in. We'll have you back on Monday with another guest on the show Monday as well, talking hopefully about the win in utah and everything that you experienced out there as well um and like i said a new guest as well i had fun tonight ryan Jalen was a lot of fun to talk to again he's a local kid uh spent spent four years at lehigh came back to eku to finish out um played at, at brian station up in lexington and uh and then bridget was a lot of fun too we yeah. took we more time with her than we probably she probably expected but uh, yeah. but i had too much fun to stop the interview so that was a lot of fun too um, basketball season is upon us not to skip, skip too far ahead, but, uh, everything's kicking up real quick. The girls will be home. The guys will be home. There's a lot of things happening. 
uh, at EKU right now. There's other sports going on also. Uh, so a lot of things rolling through. Um, and then, of course, this weekend, a road trip for football. And so we'll talk all about it next week. Uh, Ryan, anything, closing thoughts before we go? Uh, I hope everyone has a, a great day. I, I hope this is a great week for not only EKU football, but just people in general. Go go live life. Have fun. I love it. Uh, one one great way to live life and have fun is get you some Righteous Felon Jerky. Yep. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use code STOVE15 for 15% off your purchase. Thanks to IPM Pest and Termite and All Around Roofing as well for their support of the program. Thanks to Jalen and Bridget for coming on and to Alex for getting that lined up for us. Both of those interviews lined up through Alex today. Thanks always to Ryan. I hope you had a good birthday, man. Uh, I, I got you some jerky. I got to wrap it up and send it to you. Uh, sure. But uh, uh, I hope you had a good birthday. And uh, and I know it's uh, the week would could have been more fun than it was. So I hate that for you. But uh, we can always celebrate next week uh, after right. the win on Saturday. So right. very good. All right, uh, everyone. I hope to have an article out Thursday or Friday uh, with my preview of the Utah Tech game. I did not get one out this week uh, leading up to the Gardner-Webb game. So the, the game's all my fault. Blame it on me. Right. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll have one out on bellyupsports.com. Later this week, previewing Utah Tech. I'll have my prediction in that as well. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Stove if you want to follow the show. And uh, we're looking forward to the week ahead. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.